and you can't really tell one way or another, but he looked kind of... You motherfucking son of a bitch. He looked as pissed as Nate looks right now. My god. That's how upset Serlin is. He just texted me how upset he is. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. I am your co-host, Nate. Joining me as always, my brother, Zach. A Song of Ice and Fire (laughs) series. I liked it a lot. What up, guys? Hope you're having a great summer. I don't even know. It's July, right? Yeah, but depending on where they are in the world, it could be... uh... It could be like their summer is of <sighs> cold. You know, you winter can't stuff. even just wish people a happy fucking summer anymore. Well, you're the one that started bringing the weather into it. I guess that was me. I was just happy trying to be summer. polite and greet our fucking <laughs> listeners, <laughs> and you nice. had to get all global about well, it. Well, we're. If the earth is flat, they can't, <laughs> everyone has the same weather. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I Please, I don't. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, I'm going to at you at myself. God, flat. So, if you joined us last time, <laughs> we were reading, what was it, Tyrion? We were reading Tyrion. But this time we're going to be reading Ned. It's chapter 43, Ned 11. Yeah, so in Tyrion's episode, uh, we we had Tyrion on the high road after the events of Catelyn Stark and her Don't take, take it- this horse down the old town. No, oh, different road. Oh, my God. Sorry. Jesus. Okay. People bump that at my work. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, they get down to it, and I'm shocked, because yeah. I always just thought it was, like, a legit meme song. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> I didn't know people were actually, like, thinking this is a banger, so yeah. apparently it's a banger. Yeah, it's a banger. I, I <laughs> shade, like, I'll admit that I do find myself fucking nodding along hey, to man. it as I'm walking through. It's what kind of a say? banger. But, anyway. yeah, so anyway, Tyrion was taking his horse to the <laughs> old high road, and him and Bronn ended up running into some of the mountain clans, and Tyrion was managing to talk his way out by promising the entire Vale of Aaron, because he's just about had it with those fucking Aarons. Yeah, man. When we last left Ned our current Edward. character, Eddard, he had just awoken after... Having his leg broken. Neddy, Neddy, he was in Betty. He found out that he was told that Jamie had fled the city and went to Castle Rock to join his father. And then he was joined by the king and the queen. Briefly. Briefly, <laughs> until Robert honored her with a badge. And she wore it proudly, wore it proudly to, bed to bed. Because he sent her there. <laughs> and, uh,. Robert essentially said he's tired of the the infighting. He can't deal with it. So he throws the pin at Ned and says, I'm going hunting, and well, whatever the fuck it is you want to talk about can yeah. wait until after there, and which we know it won't happen. Spoiler I mean, he has a chat with him for a minute. A minute. <laughs> so this chapter opens up yeah. with Ned Stark holding rule, holding council, essentially, in the Red Keep. He's sitting high on the Iron Throne as the last... Streaks of the sunset are streaking in through the high, narrow windows of the Red Keep, where once dragon heads had sat are now tapestries of greens and golds and reds, but Ned only sees the red of blood. This throne room holds a lot of fucked up memories for Ned, especially 
that whole I mean, yeah, Robert's Rebellion is just a really fucked time for Ned. Like, yeah, yeah. Between I mean, his, his hatred his, of the Lannisters, his father and brother spurned his father it. and brother, then his sister his getting sister kidnapped, was kidnapped. The, the real big thing that spurned the war into full. Oh, I suppose they couldn't see my quotations around your air quotes, air yeah. quotes around. You know. But yeah, no, Robert's Rebellion was just kind of a shitty time for Ned, and it all kind of culminated here in the Iron Throne, where after witnessing how brutal the sack of King's Landing was due to the Lannister men, he finds finds Jamie Jamie Lannister Lannister himself standing at the foot of the uh, sitting at the foot of the Iron Throne with Ares dead before him, and so yeah, Ned just remembers it as this bloody memory, and we get a quick. Description of the Iron Throne, that it is an immense ironwork monstrosity of spikes and jagged edges and grotesquely twisted metal. So just all these dark, brutal yeah, yeah. words to describe Which this we chair. also, you know, we got a little bit of the throne from Robert in some early chapters of the book. Um, it's a damn uncomfortable the, thing, Ned. Yeah, and Ned will go back and touch upon that I am not well. pleased by I'm... this throne, Ned. <laughs> but... Uh, he thinks that Robert had pretty yeah. much warned him, and uh, it, that, it's even more uncomfortable now that right. Ned's leg is plastered, and he can't really lean back without getting fucking stabbed by this goddamn chair that just wants to fucking rip a poke open. Yeah, so he, he starts it. talking about how Aegon had it made, and how it was crafted by all the swords from the people who... He, his enemies that he felled. A king should never sit easy, Aegon had said, and yeah. I just like that. I that really liked uh, Ned's response to that. Damn your arrogance, Aegon. Yeah, pretty like, much. And damn Robert um, and his hunt yes. for making Ned sit here and have to rule, which is, in in thinking about it, this, I think, is the when Robert first asked Ned to be hand of the king, I think this was the initial biggest fear for Ned was that he was going to be sitting on the Iron doing Throne this. doing this, regulating the justice, making the decisions which he wants no part of as far as down in King's Landing. Winterfell, he doesn't mind. That's home. Yeah, and He's it's got not, it. Those are his people. Yeah. He's my people. Well, this is the whole... This is the whole realm. Yeah. You know, any qualms across the realm are brought here. But he gets interrupted from his thinking of the throne by Varys asking a question... Um, you are quite certain these were more than brigands. Yeah, so we've got to essentially paint the scene. We've, yeah, got the, well, we've got the daily partitioners coming to the king to ask whatever favors, report whatever crimes, and so it falls to Ned. We learn here that only Varys, that old bitch Pycelle, and, and Littlefinger remain. Baelish. And then we get that Lord Renly, Sir Barristan, along, Bury with, the bold. along with Prince Joffrey, Sandor Clegane, Balin Swan, and half of the court had joined the hunt after a white heart was spotted, which yeah. I looked it up, and the only thing I could find on a white heart was that it is a white stag that was used as the symbol of, like, King Edward way back, way back when. So and so I'm assuming it's just a pure a, white stag. A big white stag, Which yeah. is super, seems super mystical to me. Yeah, like, like, I've always overlooked that. It's I've, very unicornish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this illusory, Unicornish sort of makes creature. it sound like a weird version of a unicorn, like... Like, like the they, have a, they have a land they come from. Like, they like, wear reading glasses that are way too big for them. They're unicornish. <laughs> and they're, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, a white heart was spotted, so half the court decided to go out. So yeah. Ned was left here to rule. And, and he, he does mention that he was, you know, because he's left to sit the Iron Throne in his absence. But he was lucky enough to be able to sit. And besides the, you know, the three of the small council that are sitting at a, a little table oh, that's set table, up out yeah. down at the foot of the the stairs to the Iron Throne. That's how, you know, 
this bi- the big old yeah, fucking it's got pile stairs of made of the blades yeah. as well that are just this massive. And the show didn't. I love the show. The show didn't do it justice. Did not do like, it. No, that's show, a, Yeah, their 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 throne's cool. And it is no reflection. It's to absolutely what Martin probably was a budgetary thing, which I get because it's enormous. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a huge. It looms yeah, over that room. It's just this pile of metal that has a stairway, sort of. I imagine hammered in yeah, up st- with jagged blades sticking jagged out blades, you have to watch yeah. as you walk up and it's not a straight up stairway i imagine it twisting and you know mm-hmm. curving up a bit and but yeah it's fucking big and so yeah ned notices that everyone else in the room is standing besides these counselors the people the partitioners that or are here, the guards the partitioners that are currently partitioning are all kneeling. Yeah. They're a bloody, tattered, fucked up looking group that sits bef- uh, kneel, uh, kneel before him. And Sir Raymond Derry is naming the brigands that he mentioned to Varys as Lannister brigands. As again, all the villagers. And yeah, just the second that he it. mentions that, there's this presence in the air. The whole room is all of a sudden tension, like yeah. exactly building, and Ned can feel that and isn't surprised by it yeah he thinks that you know the the whole west the whole west of the fucking seven kingdoms has been a tinderbox he says or thinks um ever since catelyn took Tyrion, Mm -hmm. it's just been it's been ready to burst and it's oh yeah yeah it's gasoline playing with fire on and casterly rock have both called their banners and armies were beginning to mass below the golden tooth it is only a matter of time ned thinks and so Sir Carl Vance speaks yeah. up, saying that these people here are all that remains of the holdfast of, I was really hoping I wasn't going to be the one to have to try to fucking say this. Sure. Sure. Is it just Sharer? Sure. That's what I thought it was. I, mean, sure. it could be I was going to be like, Sharer. But I call it Sharer. Sharer. Uh, the rest are all dead. Yeah, and as well as all the people of Wendish Town weird and the Mummers Ford. And the Mummers Ford. So Ned... Immediately, just tell them all to rise. I really Stand like up. this. Stand and up. I'm because gonna, I'm going to be focusing on this and kind of keeping an eye out because I almost feel like this could potentially be uh, uh, a little thing that Martin left as like a clue that, you know, keep an eye out. If you see, because he says that he never trusted what a man told him from his knees. Yeah. And so I just want to be on the lookout Which is, throughout the series. I mean, it's. That's like as much as you know. Ned doesn't play the game. Like that's such an astute thing to. But it really because on your knees, you're, you're either in fear or you're begging. Exactly, and, and it's it's always going to be that your life is on the line. You're, you're going to say whatever get what you, you want. Exactly, and and it's not an honest. So yeah, Ned bids them all. All of you, please rise, rise. The ones that can't stay, obviously, Ned has no problems with that. So there's one little girl in particular who is. Looks can't. pretty devastated. She's covered in a bloody dress, yeah. and she can't. She doesn't rise. She just continues staring blankly at Eris She's Okark. She's grilling Eris Okark, which and he's Eris the knight Okark. of the king's guard. And because uh, Eris Okark gets God, he gets sent down to Dorne, doesn't he? Dorne. Dark, yes, he does. Yeah. So that's uh. And so Ned thinks that yes, yeah, Eris is here to protect the king, and then he gets well, I guess now the king's hand. So yeah, right. Ned's got Sir Eris Okart right. standing at the bottom of these exactly. stairs, ready to fuck shit. So oh. Sir Raymond Derry calls over a Joss. Joss Wheaton? And no, it's not Joss Wheaton. Oh, shit. And Buffy? he tells him to yes. Okay. He tells him to explain to Ned what happened, what he told him. Joss essentially. immediately fucks up by saying, Ah, uh, as it please your grace and Ned's like, I ain't the king. The king's out hunting. Yeah. I ain't the fucking king. And they're like... And he has this cool little internal thing that he's like, 
how is it that these people can be right side? They live of, right next they're door. Right there and not know what their king looks like. Hello, neighbor. They don't. And I almost don't think it's. I think Ned's. I feel like it could be him just completely over stupiding them, making them way. Well, I'm sure, like he means by like live, you know, they're they're a couple miles away, but still, it's it's how have they not traveled well, to the capital? For me, and... it's more that like the guy's not calling him your grace because he actually thinks it's the king. I think he just you're holding that position right now. I I I don't know what else to call you. Your I, hand, I mean, like, like I that's what I I do kind of and not dumb. I guess I just think it's a lack of education where he doesn't really know how to address these high lords. I guess that makes so sense. So someone on the throne, throne is, is automatically, automatically your grace. Yeah. That's the title. And I actually at this point picked up as well that where the hell was it? Ned, uh, in thinking about how Joss mistakes him for the king. He thinks that about his wardrobe and how Ned isn't really adorned in well, kingly yeah, he, garb. Right. He, he is dressed in black stuff. and white and gray, all the shades of truth, which is just fucking amazing so, as is a descriptor that like a, of Ned. A house of black and white? I, I, I mean, it could be. I also think it's just, it's just it, who he it is. paints who yeah. Ned is. Things are absolutely there's shades of black, there's shades of white, and I think if Rhaegar Targaryen was never in Ned Stark's life, there would be no gray on there. Yeah, that I makes think, sense. I think Ned sees would things black very and black and white, but Rhaegar has war- has fucked Open. Ned up yeah, and yeah. more than Ned really knows because he Gave all- him Ned that. hears all this shit about Rhaegar, about how terrible he is. How- and he's over and going, he knows. Yeah, my sister chose him. Yeah, they like, loved each other. And if my sister, Lyanna Stark, chose him... There, there had to be something so, good for I, I mean, as much as I am a Rhaegar fanboy, I'll admit it, I, I really do feel like the gray here sort of represents that, those Rhaegar people yeah, in yeah. his life, those people that don't quite toe that line of good or evil. But anyway, we learn here that men came through and just attacked this village, just savaging yeah. everything, doing so, as they please, but not taking anything, right. not raiding for goods. They were drinking the ale yeah. and Poor then smashing Poor Joss here it. owns an alehouse, and they came in and ate their fill, drank their fill, and, and then poured the out the rest of the wine and then lit his fucking building on fire. Which is just, they're, yeah, they're just there causing destruction, yeah. wasting the shit. And so we then get, you know, similar... Uh, stories yeah, yeah. from a few different few, villagers yeah. in different ways. They and... killed, uh, I thought it was interesting of how we kind of got an example of their savagery of one man steps up and says they killed my apprentice. So by... I wanted to specifically mention that because of the connection Micah. between Micah the butcher's and, boy. and this apprentice, yeah. how he was riding him down and using him for yeah, sport. Yeah, so they, they brought this apprentice into a field and they poked at him from their horses while with laughing spears, with, with man. spears like, while chasing fuck. him, kind of herding him around laughing all the while until the big one stabbed him clean through and put an end to it. So immediately, obviously it's a reread, but... I didn't know who the fuck the big one was, but as we have re- we read yeah, now, we thinking. know immediately it's the fucking mountain. Yeah, like, right. of course the mountain comes up, and like I almost see it as like a ha ha. I want to play with my men. Oops, Oops I, I ruined it by the being the mountain because exactly. I'm a savage and I don't know how to do this nicely. Not that anything right, about it's right. nice. And so from there, 
they went. They moved on to. Uh, so they went to Shara and uh, Wendish Town and just did this burning people out of yeah. whole fast, just and then choking just shooting them, out. them down. And like... then they, yeah, they as soon as the gates were open, they just lit them up with arrows. And then it was from there they moved on to yeah. But they the get they, they bring in the old man, and he says that uh, having worked in the stables. He knows how to recognize horses, and the horses they were riding were all war horses. Well, before that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. I just wanted to. Oh, more description of the Iron Throne. We get another description, and it's uh, just this paragraph here that I wanted to read because it was. Very good. uh, Yeah, very good. After it said that they had made for the Mummer's Ford, it says, Ned could feel the cold steel against his fingers as he leaned forward. Between each finger was a blade, the points of twisted swords fanning out like talons from arms of the throne. Even after three centuries, some were still sharp enough to cut. The iron throne was full of traps for the unwary. The song said it had taken a thousand blades to make it, heated white-hot in the furnace breath of Balerion the Black Dread. The hammering had taken fifty-nine days. The end of it was this hunched black beast made of razor edges and barbs and ribbons of sharp metal, a chair that could kill a man, and had, if the stories could be believed. And so Ned kind of just wonders what the fuck he's doing here, passing judgment (laughs) on a situation like this in a chair that was forged by dragon's breath from thousands of dead enemies of Aegon the Conqueror, and it's just this. And we, we talked about it a little bit before we hit record. It was at this point that I realized that this felt more like a POV chapter about the Iron Throne. Like, this was yeah. a descriptor of the history of this chair and what this chair does to people, right, who right. it makes them. What yeah, it... well, because we also will get some of the, the point of view that Ned will mention from this vantage point, from this height. Yeah, he's looking this, down, and, and I think that's why he's so uncomfortable with people kneeling, because he's seeing how insignificant that makes them yeah. compared to him towering above them. Again, it's not like the show where he's only, you know, it's Three like you slightly and, uh, incline your head up, and there he is. You have to fucking yeah, crane to look up at him. He's way the fuck up there. And so I just love that description. And so, yeah, he asks, what proof do you have that it was the Lannisters? And they pull forward the man who... Was from the stables and the, the war horses. Yeah. yeah, they were armed and armored quite well, and they wore no decorations, carried no banners, but their leader was a huge giant of a man that even a fool could recognize. The mountain, Mark Piper yells, and murmurs just break out throughout the whole red key, uh, the whole throne room, because everyone knows Sir Gregor Clegane is bannerman to Lord Tywin. So if he's acting. On Tywin's orders, that is some pretty severe implications. And so Pycelle isn't... Did up? you jump... Wait, where are you? I got lost. Uh, right after they... Because Littlefinger, like, that was... Did you do the Littlefinger had said that they were, yeah, they're well-mounted brigands. Maybe they stole the mounts. Yeah. Um, And then I just liked how Ned was questioning them, and they were all, like, giving different responses to oh, that. Oh, yeah, about how many there were. Yeah, and yeah. one says 50, one says 100, and another says hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. hundreds they were yeah. a whole army. And, and Ned didn't disagree necessarily with that as well. But, uh, yeah, then they get into all that and then... Yeah, Mark Piper declares it's the mountain and right. the murmurs break out because Gregor is bannerman to Lord Tywin. And so the implications of that are just... So, awful. yeah, I liked that Ned thought about the the villagers there and to think that... They don't. Uh, some of them clearly, as you we we pointed out, 
don't even know that he's not the king. Mm -hmm. And so for them to have the courage to show up here and call out the mountain, who is a bannerman to Tywin. To the king. Who is the king, the the queen's father. And to show up there and and not know that it's the hand, he was just like, holy shit. Yeah, the balls on these guys, that that takes a lot of balls to do. A lot of courage. And I think that that is what leads to him immediately saying, no, I'm doing what I'm going to do for Pycelle speaks up because he's all about House Lannister. He says he isn't sure that it is Sir Gregor, or why would the man turn brigand he he's got keeps and titles and and mark piper shouts out a false knight he's lord tywin's mad dog and there's some gasps at this and picel puffs up he gets pissed and so i also really like that he calls him the mad dog yeah when sandor is, is the, hound. the hound yeah, yeah. he's the prince's and dog picel mentions to ned that you know Maybe Mark Piper should be reminded he urges Ned that Tywin him. is the Queen's father. Our gracious Queen's father. And Ned, oh, thanks, Pycelle, for surely we would have all forgotten that little tidbit had you not brought it up. So, gotcha. So, it's at this point, I believe, that he starts noticing people skirting out the back. Yeah, and, and he's wondering if they're running to the queen. Yeah, to he tell calls them hairs and, and, and so they're those are running the spies. To they're going to let off all the knowledge that they're getting and I guarantee there's a few more that are still there to hear the rest. Mm. Those are the ones that need to get this information out immediately. Yeah. And then his eyes catch Septim Ordain. And Sansa. And Sansa. And he at first gets mad that yeah. Sansa shouldn't really be hearing this but then he's like, oh, it was, you know, we all expected it to be a normal day of Just, court bullshit. Yeah. And so nobody would have expected all of a sudden this yeah. of all things. So Littlefinger, prudent as ever, sits forward and asks where these three: Mark Piper, uh, R- Sir Derry, Willem Derry, uh, not Willem Derry, uh, Raymond Derry, and the other man with them were when their holdfasts were being attacked because they're the lords. Yeah. And so we get a lot of stuttering and stammering that they were answering essentially River on summon because yeah. Edmure wanted them. He was all calling there. the bannermen. Edmure was really pissed so as about these attacks that were happening. So he's now sent men to every village and every holdfast, thinking to protect all the borders of the Riverlands. And Ned thinks that's probably exactly what Lord Tywin wanted, to bleed the strength from River Run and spread it. I love that we still have not met Tywin, but we have such a great understanding of how That's why I gave him the inductee a couple weeks ago, because he just has such a presence with just we had yeah we and ned's like i guarantee that's exactly what tywin wanted i bet he did send them out in there well that and that's i mean as the re that that is it he's he's tywin is so smart with this plan because he's got sir gregor he does have the mountain out raiding and pillaging and doing these things and i would assume i don't think actually tywin ever straight up says in the books that i don't i don't know i mean i might have missed it. he's got the mountain out you know raiding and raping and pillaging and Ned kind of touches on it later, but if anyone reacts to this, if Riverrun should attack exactly. the Lannisters, it's because a de- they're unadorned, yeah. they're not there. They no can one can they're... really absolutely prove it. And so Ned thinks that Edmure, Catelyn's little brother, is way more gallant than he is wise, and yeah. so he really isn't the man that should be leading right now. What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, 
Put in the code BROTHERHOOD and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff. Gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. Uh, you can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do? Anyway, back to the episode. And that. Thank God for Lord Hoster well, sort of holding... Uh, before we got to that, um, Peter was saying if they're if all your lands are protected because Edmure sent forces yeah. out to the to those places to to help protect them as you mentioned and Peter Baelish was like well well then what do you need us for if he's yeah, out yeah. there protecting your lands then you're all set and Raymond Derry's like the Lannisters have broken the king's peace yes and they should be held accountable and uh, Edmure had agreed that they must seek vengeance and he tells them however hoster tully had commanded they go to the king and beg and for beg permission for, yeah, essentially permission. to do so and yeah ned is super grateful for that thank god for hoster thank the gods for hoster tully he says and then he goes into it he says lord tywin was as much fox as lion intentionally sending bannerless men out to attack and should river run strike back Cersei could easily claim that the Tullys were the ones who first broke the king's peace. Right. And so Pycelle says that these men should be seeking Lord Tywin himself's judgment as the man they're accusing, Sir Gregor, is his bannerman. Ned Stark says it's all the fucking same. We rule in the king's name and the king rules everywhere. Lord Tywin rules in Robert's name. Everything everyone does is yeah. in Robert's name. So no, we'll settle this right fucking here and now. Ned's getting a little pissed off. He's starting to believe these claims. I think he's sort of annoyed at this point by how well Tywin is pulling yeah. strings. And so Pycelle goes, well, p- perhaps we should wait for the king then if it's such a delicate... And then Ned's like, fuck this. The king ain't gonna be back until fuck tomorrow. You. He's hunting. We ain't waiting. I've been told to listen with the king's ears, to speak with the king's voice, and that's exactly what I intend to do. Yeah. So he scans the hall quick and spots Robar Royce and asks him because his father is hunting with the king currently, if he will go and inform the king of what was said and done here today. And Sir Robar agrees that he will at once, my lord. Mark Piper asks if this means that they are granted their vengeance. And Ned says, vengeance? I thought we were discussing justice. Yeah, I like that he says, uh, burning Clegane's fields and slaughtering his people will not restore the king's peace. Only your injured pride. Fucking Ned just lining Yo, them up and not like it them wasn't down. injured enough. And as then it he was. just turns immediately and addresses just the villagers. He turns, he doesn't even let Mark Piper respond. This hothead. Ned yes, has, and this is a very uh, one of the t- channels I watch on YouTube has the the show mm-hmm. uh, quoted. It's uh, the last, the last harpy, harpy. Yeah, and they're uh, shout I out. They're give great. You back your lands. Yes, or restore your dead. And that's life. I. Uh, the book quote instead of the show version. People of Sherer, I cannot give you back your homes or your crops, nor can I restore your dead back to life. But perhaps I can give you some small measure of justice in the name of our King Robert. And he slowly pushes himself up from this Iron Throne, and he says that normally in the north, the man who passes the sentence should swing the sword, and he's sort of upset 
that he's not able to. I like that he also leg. mentioned that that's a tradition from the the first men. The yeah. first men believed in this tradition, and we still carry that on in the north. So I'm disappointed I can't go and cut this motherfucker down myself. So there's a Lord Eddard from the back <laughs> of the hall, and out comes Loras Tyrell. And out of his armor, he looks even younger than his 16 years. And he begs the honor of being given command of this so, task. And it just occurred to me right now, and I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier... If this was a Sansa chapter, she'd be losing her fucking shit in the back of that room right now. Oh, they're going to go get the mountain. Oh, Sir Loras. Mm. He's going to be the... And then she's going to be livid at her father. It's actually pretty funny because the Sansa chapter opens with her pitching that he doesn't send Sir Loras. Oh, I didn't even yeah, start it that. absolutely. I, now that's I feel like, the like first I just line. read that, but... Anyway. <laughs> um, so, Littlefinger chuckles, saying that but like Loras, Sir Gregor ain't just gonna get down and bend his neck for you. Right. Like you're gonna be sent back to us. Headless. I love that little finger just starts laughing at him. And Ned scans the hall really quickly and says, Lord Beric, Thoros of Mir, Sir Gladden, Lord Lothor. And they step forward as they're named, and he says, Each of you assemble twenty men, and you will have twenty of my ma- uh, my own from my household guard will go with you. Go to Sir Gregor's keep. And uh, go to his keep with my words, and Lord Beric Dondarrion will have the command deliver the king's yeah. justice. Beric nods as you command, my lord, and Ned makes the proclamation to the court uh, in the name of King Robert, King of the First Men, you know, blah, 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 titles, titles, yeah, titles. I Brah, I charge you, bring justice to the false knight, Gregor Clegane, and those who shared his crimes. I denounce him and attaint him and strip him of all ranks and titles, all lands and incomes and holdings, and sentence him to death. And Ned says, may the gods have pity on his soul. And so Loras asks, what about me, my lord? Jesus. Yeah, right? Like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Ned says that, this is justice, not vengeance. What you seek is vengeance. What we're doing is justice, so you need to chill. And he tells him, ride at first light, Lord Beric. And with that, he ain't taking no more petitions for the day. Right. And, like, so... His little squires there, I don't even know if they're actually his squires, and but they come up and help him down the stairs. Yeah, his leg's with broken. his fucked leg and the fact that it's a monster mountain sword So Pysel, a little finger dip. Yeah. And I would believe Pycelle's running to Cersei. Oh, absolutely. Where do you think Littlefinger's going? To just skip. Yeah, He's probably just, just going to go sit in a desk by himself, menacingly, just tapping his fingers together with a single candle beneath his... Like, just being fucking Littlefinger. Littlefinger. Um, but Barris is waiting for him behind. at the bottom. Yes, and he says, you are a much bolder man than I, my lord. And Ned is in no mood for Varys' wordy bullshit today. Yeah, yeah. And he basically says, why is that? And... He says that you should have, I would have given the mission to Loras Tyrell. He so wanted right. it. And a man that makes enemies of Lannisters would do well to make friends of the Tyrells. And right. so that right there is such a significant line. Yeah. That we're already told that one of the few people that can rival the Lannisters is the Tyrells. Is the Tyrells. Now, I, I kind of want to disagree with Varys here, though, because I feel like if Ned had sent Loras Tyrell out, he's dead. You're fucking dead. Oh, yeah, definitely. Loras dead. The Tyrells would then be pissed that, that Ned was thinking it okay. Yeah, but, it, well, it would have been, that would have been okay. I don't think the Tyrells would have blamed Ned Stark. They would have blamed the Lannisters. I guess that's true. the court would have, you know, Loras 
had the right. He was supposed yeah, to. He, and... he, he asked for it. He wanted it, and Ned granted his his charge. He, you know. Yeah, put, and technically uh, speaking, because and he's carrying out the king's judge. That's a charge right. from the hand and of the so king. And so the mountain is technically supposed to bend to the neck yeah. and allow him to apply the king's justice, and so it would be the Lannisters at fault. So too, Ned so. says that Loras is young yet, so I'm sure he will outgrow the disappointment. He'll get the fuck over it essentially, and. Varys says, uh, Loras may grow out of it, but I hope Sir Illyn does the same, as he is actually the king's justice, and, and you, you just... just completely ignored him about this whole ordeal, and I was watching him, and he's hard to read, and you can't really tell one way or another, but he looked kind of... You motherfucking son of a bitch. He looked as pissed as Nate looks right now. My God. That's how upset Sir Lynn is. He just texted me how upset he is. I'm gonna I swear to God, I'm... if that's not Sir Lynn right there, then you are getting a slap after we're done recording. Uh, anyway, <sighs> so Yeah, essentially Varys is saying that it was seen as a, it's it could be seen as a slight. And Ned prudently says that House Payne serves House Lannister, and so it it's probably best to send someone who doesn't owe fealty to Tywin Lannister to deal with his mad bannerman. Still, Varys again says that Sir Ellen didn't look very pleased, and you're kind of taking his work away from him. And he oh so does love his work. Yeah. And that's the end of the Ned chapter, now, which I thought was such an odd note to end it on. Yeah. So I want to think though. Uh, do you think he- Ellen would have hesitated slightly? At all, cutting Ned's head off, had he... Ned's? Yeah. No. He doesn't hesitate. That's what I'm saying. If he had allowed him to go take out the mountain, do you think he would have Oh, I don't think Sir Alan Payne would have done that, no. I think he would have touched base with Tywin first. I suppose that makes sense. I feel like it's not... Ellen Payne is hard. I mean, it, obviously, it's hard to know what the fuck he wants or is doing, but I feel like he does hold some allegiance with the Lannisters. Yeah, so okay. I don't think he would have followed the command, and I think really that this whole bit right here is foreshadowing that he's pissed. Sir Ellen, like, he's, really that's, wants that's what to was, fucking cut a head say, off, and is that he's, you're kind of just making right. yourself the target here, Ned. And so I think it's just Martin being like, yeah. That's the guy that's going to cut Ned's head off. This is the guy that's going to cut Ned's head off in like six chapters. Yeah, and that's what I had actually noted there. So, did you like the chapter? I loved the chapter. I really enjoyed this chapter a lot. I also was wondering if, for Mark and House Piper, if the other houses call them the Rowdy Rowdy Pipers, (laughs) because of how (laughs) hot-headed they are. So... Was, Why do you keep bringing up WWE? I don't know. The, the, they just this, happen. This, it's God. I can't help it that my childhood is Martin like, a wrestling fan. Who knows? He's definitely a fucking Elmo fan. If you read Sesame, <laughs> Sesame Street, Street fan, if you read fucking Fire and Blood, well, actually, listeners, if you've read Fire and Blood and you've noticed that, please write us in about it because how do you feel? I it weirded <laughs> me the fuck out, and I feel like I'm the only person on the planet talking about the fact that there's an entire fucking house in Fire and Blood that is just Sesame Street names: Kermit, Elmo, fucking Ernie, well, Bert. Uh, all, right, like, all right, all right, you're I you're can't turning red. It. Anyway, got an inductee? Not ready. 
Um, I'm going to give it to the villagers for. Uh, I'm giving it to them the as village a collect people? for the village people. Why M C A? I'm dancing. They can't see that for having the for having the balls to fucking show up there again, not with knowing the intention of telling the king, the king, news. the you know, the person who's married to you know all that. We we get the relationship. Yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah. Like fucking, but yeah, they just that and to drag themselves like they had to be fucking yeah, terrified. They, they're all like, bloody and battered and tattered. Right. Yeah, they're so hurting. yeah, I'm gonna bring them in. They can uh they can share Sweep. the warmth of our. I'll, Oh, yeah, I mean, if they're not, if they are rooming, they may as well. Well, yeah, I mean, clean it's not up free lodging. So. Uh, Valor Magulis, Valor de Harris, all men must die, all men must serve. What the fuck? Anyway, uh, yeah, no, my inductee is going to go to Aegon the Conqueror. Aegon, a king should never sit easy because I think that's outstanding. Yeah, it's yes. a king should always be on edge, just in. But that's it. In concern of their people, like Robert mainly. doesn't sit in the chair because he doesn't like to be uncomfortable. That's it. And Robert's so all about he's the not a kingly king. That's it. In Aegon's eyes, in any, granted, in anybody's eyes, yeah, he's a fucking terrible king. Eyes, but, like, but so those are our inductees. Those are our thoughts. Please write into us and let us know yours. We enjoy reading anything and everything you guys send our way. Yeah, so you can get us on Gmail, uh, without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. Instagram at brotherhood without. I'm on Twitter at carstark92. And I'm over there on the brotherhood account at manners without. We're also on Spotify, Breakers. Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, I think I already said. Did you drop our Patreon? Uh, not yet, but I was going to do that after I say Apple Podcasts where they can leave us a rate and review. Otherwise, True. we have our Mercy chapter. I'm getting all the other episodes up there just so that way if you want to get them all from one single feed, you can. You don't have to take and go through five different platforms. And we also, and our next recording is going to be our next Patreon episode as well. So and that's another Winds of Winter sample, sample chapter. chapter. This time will be the Theon sample chapter. So, yeah, if you guys are looking for some additional content that isn't quite source material yet, I think every I always take sample chapters as subject yeah, to change. They're, they're they're subject to change. Yeah, absolutely. and so like it, it's, it's it's just something just fun if to you, wet your whistle you know, for something the most current sort of. So yeah, if that interests you, we have a couple different levels on the Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash Without Manners, and we really plan on trying to fluff that library up a little bit. Yeah. We've actually we've been talking about uh, quite a couple different ideas for other shows, but they may also just be great for pod, turning uh, into Patreon episodes, Patreon only episodes so, to go out as well. Uh, we definitely want to start getting more stuff out there, more content. We just, we really love doing this. This is one of the most fun things I think either of us have ever done. And so we, re- we really enjoy making content and doing the work for content. So we want to put more out there. So we, but we could definitely use a little bit of help. Yeah. We're so. working on some stuff to kind of, this make it more incentive to join Patreon because yeah. right now we understand that there's not a lot up there, so we really want to get some stuff out there. That's the plan. That's the goal for the next couple months. And so, thank you guys for listening, for joining. Hit us up, write us in, let us know, and join us next week for Santa Three, three which yeah. is wow, only her third her chapter. Her third in chapter, this book, and we're almost done with yeah, this. We're book. almost done with the book. So Sansa is going to be upset that Loras wasn't sent. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I assume the whole chapter is <laughs> going to be about. I so bet. join us next week. Valo Doheris. Peace. Peace.